Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Chuck Nix. And I'm Michelle Nix, and we are the Nixes. And we are married. Yes, we are. I felt the need to communicate that tonight just because, I mean, since we're talking about communication, I figured I might as well over-communicate. That's what I tell people in the restaurant. <laughs> if you have a thing, you know, communicate it, and it never hurts to over-communicate. So... I was over-communicating. Okay. The level of our commitment. We don't just have the same last name. We're committed for life. Yes, we are. Committed to each other, to our brand. That means To our kids. Yeah, we are. We're married. We are married. All right, so speaking of communication, let's talk about communication because I think we all understand that communication is key in any relationship, uh, no matter the, ex- the the extent of the seriousness. Yeah. If it's a serious relationship, committed, uh, even if it's not serious, it's almost equally important so you don't really damage someone. If you're not going to be that serious, you should probably communicate you're not going to be that serious. Yes, you need to be forward and upfront with everything. Right, and it, sh- it would not hurt to over-communicate. Definitely. You can just let someone know up front and they can move on if that's not what they choose to or they can stick around and have a good time if that's what they choose to. Yeah. But at least it was communicated. Yeah. So let's talk about the importance of communication and different, you know, aspects or facets of communication. So um, if I was going to ask someone some questions about communication or some things that people may ask me, right? We've been married two years, nearly three. We're newlyweds considerably. And what are questions that, you know, engaged couples or just boyfriends and girlfriends what are they asking me right uh one thing that i think we can pride ourselves on is we don't argue no we have little disagreements but we don't have arguments yeah we're never yelling at each other well also because you won't argue with me you stated that during our you know dating relationship that you're like i don't argue no and so i would end up arguing with myself and so i got to the point i'm that I've gotten tired of it, arguing with myself. So instead of me just coming, you know, like full force trying to have an argument, I've learned to uh, step back and try to come with a level head so we can have that discussion. Yeah, no, like, and you're exactly right. And I think that, I'm not going to say I was 100% conscious in the method, but I think it's a method that worked inadvertently. Yeah. I, I know that arguing doesn't really accomplish things anger and rage does not really accomplish anything you can be frustrated about some things and you can communicate those frustrations without it turning into an argument i think arguing has some components that are damaging to relationships and they can hold long-term damage in relationships it's one thing i I say sometimes um, i say i don't fight i'd much rather use my words You can heal from a punch, but some words you don't heal from. Exactly. So when you argue with someone, you risk damaging someone that you love or someone. Yeah, I was about to say, especially someone you love. Beyond repair. Yes. And and I'm no way condoning just hit them instead of talk to them. Yeah, definitely not. not. (laughs) What I'm saying is, you know, use the right words and use words that actually mean something and use words that are thought out. So, yeah, no, I don't argue. If we have a disagreement, we're going to talk about it. And if you're going to be angry with it, we'll let you calm down because you rarely say things that have uh, a meaningful weight when you're angry. Sometimes you do, but they're not always received well with anger. So 
don't argue, just communicate. And so let's see, that's how you keep from arguing, right? One other thing that I'll say that you uh, could keep from arguing, because I'm answering the question now, how do you keep from arguing, is to uh, is to not use provocative language. Yes. Someone asked me the question pretty recently about a situation they had, and he kind of communicated the words that were said. And I was just thinking to myself, it's like, you know, y'all messed up three or four times before yes, you even definitely. got to the part that actually bothered you exactly. in the conversation or the argument. You know, I think that maybe, uh, so let's just outline it, right? So he says something, she says something back, and her words were, you're acting like a girl. And he goes, well, that makes me sound, that makes me think you're saying that I'm acting like a bee. And then she says, well, now that you said that, are you trying to say that all women are bees? So you're essentially calling her that. Right. And then he goes, no. And then I was like, so that at that point I said, all right, let me stop you there and say, first things first, we can't use provocative language. Exactly. You know, when she says things like you're acting like a girl, she was also saying that was a double meaning there too. Yeah. You know, you're being sensitive. She knew that that was provocative. She knew that, that was going to, you know, kind of jab him a little bit. Yeah. Then he got sensitive and said, well, you're trying to say I'm acting like a bee, which would be offensive to most guys. But I don't think he realized that he was calling all women yeah. bees when you say that. So now it's you like. You just have to be mindful and thoughtful in the conversation. Yeah. Like you have to be like literally when you're having these conversations, you have to be so conscious yeah. of what you're saying. And even thinking before you speak. And that's sure. what I've learned. And then also changing my tone when I say things oh, to you. Because yeah. remember when we first like started dating, you were like, it's your tone. It's never yeah. like, you was like, if you would have said this in a different tone, yeah. it would have been perceived differently. Yeah. So it was just my tone because of how I said it or what, you know, like the way I said it. So... You just have to be so mindful and so thoughtful that like anything that you could say could be perceived as something else. Sure. But that's why we try, me and you try not to argue through text or yeah. have discussions like that during through yeah. text. Yeah. We normally try to have them face to face because that is the best way to have them. Like in order to keep confusion down because with text it could all be yeah, no, like I, misunderstood so it. easily, so quickly. I think you said it perfect. Keep confusion down. Yeah, and w with us, just because we, because we know each other, sure. I like to see your face when I'm having sure. a discussion with you, right, so right. I can tell whether you're smiling or smirking or something like that. <laughs> uh -huh. Your cheeks done gone up or something like yeah. you know. <laughs> no, you know, you're very right. I mean, having conversations face to face, um, communicating through text is not a great way to communicate most weighty conversations. Yeah. Any kind of a conversation that has any kind of weight, you don't want to communicate that through text. Look, you might need to say, hey, I really got to talk to you. And to prevent them from putting the conversation off because you know it needs to be had urgently. Yeah. You can pretty much just text, I guess, you know, hey, there's a very important conversation we need to have. Whenever you get home. Or... There's a very important conversation we need to have, um, and it can't wait. Yeah. You know, I really need to talk to you about something now, you know, uh, to say things like that, you know, and that way it kind of lets you know that there's a sense of urgency to this conversation. Yeah. Some conversations, some things that bother you don't need to wait just until, like, 
Okay, hey, I need to talk to you when I get home. Okay, cool, but look, I'm gonna go hang out with my boys afterwards, and then I'm gonna come home. No, I need to talk to you before you go hang out with your boys. You know, the, those things need to be kind of communicated. Yeah. And that can go a lot of different ways. It can. But we really have to communicate those things. And through text is not the best way. Um, I think that, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think is the best way to communicate uh, when you do something wrong? Mm. What's the best way to tell somebody I did something wrong or I think you did something wrong? Just be upfront. You know how I feel. You, um... For me, because of who I am, and he's known this since we were dating, like, I can't, like, if I feel something, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. And, but I've learned to not just, you know, just say it. To say it, I like to say it with the intent of, like, I put thought behind this. Yeah. Because... For me, it needs to it needs to happen immediately. Like as soon as you feel it, you need to say it. Like I've always been big on that because it keeps down. Like even something simple as, you know, you're dating somebody and they put some famous girl on their post or whatever. I'm just speaking hypothetically, um, and you know, say you don't look like that girl, and you feel some type of way immediately you need to address it before it comes it becomes a bigger thing right and i feel like that's the best way to do anything but i think that's why we communicate pretty well i mean we still have our discussions but like i f- i feel for the most part our communication skills are pretty solid yeah, because be okay. because as soon as we feel something we have we you know we both talk about it. Yeah, and communicate the little things before little things turn into big Yes, things. and that's what I was going to say that that's, too. That's a good point that you're making to communicate on those things right away because you don't want the build up, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't communicate this. Oh, I didn't communicate that. It's just something small. Oh, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I didn't say anything about it's that. not that big of a deal. And, and then, then all like, of a sudden, it's you like know, a month so later. Many little things <laughs> have been bothering you all this time. And all of a sudden, you're like, I'm just so sick of all this little stuff that you do. And, and you'd be like, like, and when you posted that girl on social media, you weren't like, thinking about me and all this. What are you talking kind of- about? This was three months ago. <laughs> I don't even know what you mean. It means nothing to me. I don't even, I never thought about it again. Yeah, po- talk about the little things. Yes. And keep them simple, small conversations. And that's how you keep them from getting into oh. a bigger, much more intense argument. And I think because we've dealt with the craziness before we got together, I th- it was. It's just been easier for us to learn to communicate early on and be I so ever, truthful. I don't think I ever thought about that to talk about the little things until before they turn into big things. Yeah, I don't think I ever even thought about that. Well, that's why I'm always telling you, even like little communications, like even something as simple as because I know sometimes men, when y'all hanging out with your friends and your buddies, y'all think it's like quote unquote checking in or whatever, but it's notifying your wife, your woman whoever you're with, hey, we went here and now we're leaving. You know, like mm-hmm. we're going here. Even something as simple as that can turn into a bigger argument because it's it's like you took, you didn't take the thought of, you know, not saying that you have to include me in everything that you're doing, but just as simple as anything could happen wherever you go. It's nice to be notified yeah. quickly and be like, hey, we left from... We left from here. We left from the bowling alley. Now we're going to the green room or whatever. Yeah, no, two sides to that, right? I think that that's a big thing. Yeah. So when you get married, 
and I'll say this, just in my experience, when you get married, you go from being, you know, your single, own person. Well, you go from being single yes. to being with someone. You're not single anymore. And with that being said, you have to think about um, one is a man. You should be certainly in a Christian marriage as a man uh, with your wife. You should absolutely be the protector, the provider, which means that you can't protect someone if you don't know where they are. You can't protect them if you don't know what's going on. And as the woman in a Christian marriage, uh, she should be concerned. And you expect that woman to be your helpmate. Well, she can't help you if she, she doesn't don't. know where you are. She can't help you if she doesn't know what's going on. So to further stick to your commitment in a marriage, you got to check in. And yeah, you can call it what you want. <laughs> it's checking in, but it it's all with purpose and it's with valid purpose. So no, there's nothing wrong with checking. Yeah, in. it's never. Hey, babe, we went from here to there. We went from you know A to B. Now from B to C at this time. And then I look at it like this. Okay, as a guy, as a man, let's talk about this. You're out with your boys, and then somebody says something silly because you know guys will say these things, right? Yes. They'll say, oh man, when you are here, what is your wife doing right now? Here's the thing. If your wife, if you can, if you, if your wife knows where you are, then you can trust that she's also checking in with you because you're giving her that same trust. Exactly. If you don't trust yourself to be right, then you're never going to trust her to be right. Exactly. So yeah, if you are out at point C when all she knows is point A and somebody says something silly to you like, well, what's your wife doing right now? You, you almost in confidence can't say, I know she's at home waiting on me. You're almost speculating because you say, I know she's at home waiting on me. But she doesn't know you're at two bars away from the first bar. She doesn't know you're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if you can't even trust yourself to be real with it, how can you trust her to be real with you? And then also like this, man, quite frankly, if anything does go down, anything happens where you find yourself in danger. Yes. Or you find something that it hinders you from getting back home in a proper fashion, whatever the emergency Safely. situation Whatever the emergency If she got to come pick you up because your friend Man, is look, drunk and they... You're going damn well wish she knows what's up. Because if you get incapacitated and you don't have that phone or something ain't right, you're going to want her to be able to come get you or him to come get you wherever you are. So it's going to be very, very important that you check in. Yeah, it's exactly it. You're checking in. You're checking in. So check in. It's your wife, your husband. He needs to know, Right. Um, okay, this is a fun one. Oh, wait, you got a question? What would you ask? Mm-mm, go ahead. No? Okay. Um, uh, how do you communicate without being super sensitive or insensitive to something that bothers you? How do you communicate without, like, and and I could say, you know, for women, super sensitive, but either way, because it there's just depending you, on the subject, yeah, honestly. If you because feel passionate about something, you can be sensitive about it, guy or girl. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but this is where this is where the true test is of your communication skills. You should be able to know that person well enough to be able to be like, "Hey, I really want to talk about this particular issue." Whether you have to like look them in the eye, hold their hand, whatever. Yeah. I really want to talk to you about this issue, but I don't want to be insensitive to your feelings. Um, like for me, because I've gone through postpartum, like it's a sensitive topic for me. Right. But when we have these communications and talks about about it, when we have these conversations, it's always best that you're just being 100% honest, whether you're just curious or what have you. Like, I, 
would rather you be so honest and so open and so raw that it's like, I can tell that there's no malicious intent, like with this conversation. So if it's something that's a sensitive topic, you know, whether there's like a death in the family and you're trying to figure out how you move on or how do you talk to these people? Cause I, I hear a lot of this mm-hmm. where there's like the father passed away or the mother passed away. When is the right time to talk about this? It's been two years. It's been five years. It's been 10 years. Like, how do you have those conversations when you know that they've changed. Like you know that they've changed and you tried to have these conversations and you can't have these conversations because you're so in tune with, you know, whatever is going on. Like you just you you wanna be there and you wanna help make them move help them move forward. Yeah. But then sometimes that's where sometimes a third party ends up being a part of this. So it it's never wrong to ask for help as well. I will say that. And I and I really want to say that because for us, especially African-American people, it's really hard for us to ask for help. It's just hard. I don't know why, but it's like kind of like a pride thing where we feel like if we ask somebody for help, then they're going to think that we're weak. It's like, no, you're so strong that you knew that you needed help. And so having a therapist to essentially talk to someone like if you would like to communicate better that is probably one of the best settings if you if y'all can't figure it out like if y'all been doing this for a long time and y'all can't figure it out but amongst yourselves maybe it's one thing one small thing that you're not realizing that neither one of you can see at that moment and somebody's going to sit there and listen to you talk and then they're going to be like 15 20 minutes into the conversation hold on Oh, this is why y'all don't communicate well. Because every time one person talks, the other one is too busy coming up with the rebuttal that they're not even thinking about what you're saying. So let's start working on, because I know we have that, like where sometimes um, I cut you off. I've gotten better with it when we have conversations. Yeah, I think you're talking about passionate. Like you get really passionate about certain yeah, things. Yeah, when I get passionate yeah. about stuff, I'm always like, uh <laughs> and I mean, and I mean, like, <laughs> and yeah, uh, a lot of passion in conversations can be a good and a bad thing. It can be endearing. I know you say it's really endearing when we talk about things. I get passionate like when about you stuff. talk about stuff that you love. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it in your eyes. I love it. But I mean, I want to talk more like being sensitive to issues, right? If I say something um, that may be a soft spot for you, how do you communicate those things that could be potential soft spots, but it's something that maybe needs to be discussed? And I think that. Um, Ah, okay. In, in, in a certain, in a certain, yeah, in a certain light, I almost want to say there's no such thing as too sensitive. I think yeah. if, you're, if you're with someone, you're married. They to see someone, you. They see your flaws. They they know what you're probably insensitive about. Take and, it all. And and if it's an issue, then that means it needs to be fixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So we we have to get to that point of where if it's a weight issue then it's like, how can we do this? How can we fix this together? What's the solution? And sometimes um, it's good if we come up with a solution together or whether you come to me with a solution. Hey, babe, I know, you know, you've been talking about this little extra baby weight you got on. You know, you got an extra 10 pounds and you want to get it off. He's like, I love you. Let's go get this gym membership. Get it popping. Or, you know, we can't afford a gym membership. Let's go run in the neighborhood twice a week. You know, mm-hmm. for 
five, ten minutes. Let's mm-hmm. just run. Yeah. Or make a you know little path around the block or something like that. I think or, when you embrace that sensitivity, you learn about yourself and you learn about your partner. Exactly. If you embrace you know your partner's you know sensitivity level, I think what you can do is you can learn better how to address the sensitivity issue or that sensitive issue with them, and you can be better for any other issue. And then there you don't have that barrier of I can't talk to you because. You're gonna to be too sensitive about it yeah. because you have experienced that and you know how to handle your per- your your partner, your husband, or your wife. I think that you also learn more about them because we are most honest when we're our most vulnerable. Exactly. And I think that we are most exposed, so that sensitivity level actually exposes us, and you get to learn more about your spouse. So learn about yourself and learn about your spouse. I don't know if there's ever a situation where you can be too sensitive. I think there are situations where you can be too insensitive. Yes. I think being insensitive is exactly the wrong way to go. But here's the pro to that. Some issues need to be addressed from an unbiased lack of sense. We need to take emotion out of it. Exactly. And we need to get to the practical side. And that's why I say sometimes that is hard. So that's why you end up, some people end up needing therapy. Yeah, sometimes you just got to talk about it. It's like, hey, look. I mean, I know this means a lot to you. I know this is really has you down, but in a very real way, we have to get back to being productive. Exactly. You know, you sometimes got to get yeah. the tough love, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes you got to say, oh, here's something that <laughs> you can take the sensitivity out of it. Tasks around the house. I don't care how sensitive you are about it. This is something that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You had a long day at work. Get up yes. and wash the dishes. It's got to be done. Mm-hmm. I was about to say period. <laughs> oh, yeah, is that what you're gonna say? Period. Period. It's the end of the sentence. That might be, that might be the end of this conversation, also. <laughs> like for real, I'm just. You know me. I'm quick to be like. I don't care if this is your off day. Yeah. yeah I need you to do some stuff around the house. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. No doubt. It's just us two and yeah. a baby. <laughs> It got to get done. Well, look, I mean, you know, here's the thing. If you are with someone, one thing that you cannot uh, you cannot do is over-communicate. I think it's impossible to over-communicate. You no. may feel different. I think you and your spouse need to communicate and talk about that. But I think that would then be in turn communicating about communicating, which should kind of make my theory right. Yes. You can never over-communicate. There it goes. Once again, even if I was wrong, I was right. Oh, bro. See how I just did that? Yeah. You need to get shirts made that says, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Because like if when I'm right, when I'm right, me, his wife, um, he's still right because he said we're one. And then See? when he's actually right, he's still right. So that's why even he says, wrong, even when I'm he's right. wrong, you he's right. Me, maybe you make me more righter. <laughs> that is definitely an incorrect (laughs) sentence that's okay well look man i hope uh this helps somebody oh wait what i have a my final question oh what's your question i'm sorry um well it's kind of a two-part question um how do you stop from going to bed angry and also how long should you wait before you let like an argument that an argument that did escalate how long should you wait to have a real conversation afterwards well, don't go to sleep mad first. I know we have that. Go to sleep mad. You can go to sleep with it being unresolved. But never but go to sleep, go mad. sleep mad. We mm-hmm. have to we have to be we have to come to some sort of at least an agreement to disagree before we go to sleep. 
period you can't sleep on that because that can affect your your mind while you're sleeping so and then you'll wake up and be like you know what we got to talk about look, this right you now you three o'clock tell the in the morning that you love that you love them and that you absolutely only mean the best for them you have to discuss that you have to say that look i only mean the best for you and i really only want the bestest outcome we don't agree right now and i'm sure that we're going to come to a place where we can live with this situation no matter what it is but i can't be mad at you going to sleep yes i can't be mad at you uh, you know what and I don't know any issue that you can't I know one and I won't be committing that sin like I think that when it comes to adultery and fornication and things like that I think that carries over and it's hard to resolve that before you go to sleep mm-hmm. I think you'll still go to sleep loving that person but you might not be able to go to sleep without being mad at that person whoever commits it but I think that whatever these issues are... You might not be sleeping in your own bed. You might be sleeping in the jail cell. Chances <laughs> are you won't be. You know, but, you know, the thing is, you can't go to sleep mad at people, at the person that you love. But how long should you also wait to have that real conversation? Like, if something, like, like escalated... The next, day, the next day. Like, if, if it goes into the night tour, look, I'm too tired to keep talking about this. Look, I love you, and we're going to resolve this. But we gotta get some rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, the next day, yeah, wake up—not not immediately. Wake up, you know, get into the day, get in your full sleep, and get make your a coffee. cup of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe go, maybe even go to work. But you know, maybe even while you're at work, because you go to work early in the morning, right? Shoot a text. Hey, look, I really do love you. I really want to touch base with you tonight. Let's set aside some time, and that might give you an opportunity, you know, to just have dinner and have a discussion, or as soon as you come home. Don't go have that drink after work or don't go do whatever you got to do. Come straight home because the most important person is the one that lives with you. Exactly. And sleeps with you. So, yeah, resolve that as soon as, soon as possible, the next day. And if you're a traveling person, you know, maybe you got to have that conversation over phone or FaceTime. <clears throat> whatever the case is, technology is a beautiful thing. Very. It's helping us reach each other in different ways. Uh, so there really is almost no excuse for not, you know, tackling these issues that are hard, I, I think. No, don't go to sleep mad. I know you've probably been upset with me real close to bed, and I might just get in the bed and be like, hey, baby, I love you. I might say it, I might, <laughs> I might say it with the tone of knowing, look, I know you're mad at me. Yeah, and, and then I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that just lets me know. It's like, all right, good. you still you still here with me. <laughs> and, then, and then you know how it is, right? And you go to sleep with your wife and put your arms around her and... You know, she's really upset if she moves closer or moves further away. If she moves closer, you know y'all still good. I don't know overnight then you moved further away from me. <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of a night you moved further away from me. And I, I like to keep it that way forever. I think one time I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, but I knew you were still there. I knew you, I knew you weren't Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just not good. And look, you know, if, and if you do go to sleep mad at your spouse, man, it's okay. People make mistakes. Just get it fixed as soon as possible. As quickly as possible. As soon as possible. Get it fixed, man. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure things are right at home, man. No joke. Happy wife, happy life, you know, happy husband, happy loving. (laughs) <laughs> okay. That that I like it. That works. You, but maybe it only. Uh, I I can speak for us just because I know that we talk a lot. Um, but I want it to still be able for people who are not as talkative as as we are to still be able to make that communication work. I want people who are thinking. That just because 
you're not a big talker or you don't like to talk about these issues or you would rather just, you know, let these issues float up into the air and then you just never talk about them again. Like that can't happen. You have to have that communication. You have to have that, at least that level of respect for that person to talk about even the small things that bug you so they won't become into big arguments and turn your whole relationship into, you know, a thunderstorm because of because of the lack of communication. Because when when you start to feel a certain way and you don't address it, you suppress it. It's not going to turn into a situation where uh, it's going to turn into a situation where any time that you have something small, you're just going to keep it in and keep it in and keep it in. And then there'll be less and less communication with your spouse and more communication with outside people, whether it be your friends, your family, or someone else. That's a whole other conversation. It is. Communicating with outside people. Yeah. Leave the third parties out of it. Unless they're licensed therapists. <laughs> they got nothing to do with this. Yeah. You know, oh, no. Licensed. Yeah, that's fine. They can be licensed. But you and your partner need to agree on the third party. Yes. And y'all need to have this conversation together with them. Man, there is nothing worse than somebody knowing something about you and your wife that you or your wife don't know. Exactly. Because then you should never want someone to have a one-up on the person that you're with. No one should ever be able Mm -hmm. to tell you something about your spouse that you don't already know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just thinking about this last weekend. (laughs) Somebody tried to tell me something that you said, and I was like, no, he's already told me. (laughs) Like, you don't have to tell him for me. I want to know what this is. (laughs) You already told me, but I want to know now. I want to be reminded. Okay. Who thought they knew me better than you. Yeah. People try. They're like, that's my best friend. It's like, no, that's actually my best friend. <laughs> but we are the Nixes and we, we don't quit. That's right. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>